Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Engerman, and welcome to our next powerful session of the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo, known as the Practical Shaman. And here, we're, we're going to talk to you today about abundance and how we think about that. And I was thinking as we were warming up, um, Sandra, you were talking about synchronicities. And to me, synchronicities are the most generous gift that the universe gives to us about abundant gifts. And they're always there when we look for them. And sometimes we just, you know, aren't even paying attention. And then later I'll say, oh yeah, yeah, that was a synchronicity. I used to write those things on a white card so I would pay attention to them when I was like, oh yeah, I knew that or I had that experience. And later in this episode, I'm going to actually lead a windfall meditation. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, um, it's very interesting that this particular topic has come up for us now because um, my feelings about the topic of abundance is different now than um, all the years that I've been teaching. And, and my opinion has really just changed um, like in the last couple of months. So it's kind of a little bit new for me, but I feel a little bit of a controversy talking about abundance in that I started, um, I, I was so interested when I was a kid, you know, I was so into the magic of life and had an, you know, hit by lightning and had a near death experience and was always had an expanded state of consciousness and thought about different things. And as a very young kid, I got completely obsessed with creation and manifestation and how we can how we can work with creation and manifestation. And the very first paper I ever wrote in high school was on creation and manifestation. And so it's been a life journey for me to teach people how to manifest abundance. And um, in my own life, I was so close to being homeless for most of my adult life. And I always had a car that I could sleep in the back in case I, I needed it. And, um, and one night I woke up in the middle of the night, which was a, a normal thing for me to happen. And I was worried about that I couldn't pay my rent, which was $200 a month. We're not talking, you know, big bucks here. And, um, and I got out of bed because this was an every night thing. And I got out of bed. It was like three o'clock in the morning. And I said, I cannot worry about money one more minute of my life. And I just said to the universe, I am going to be the most creative person I can be. And that's how I'm going to use all the energy I put into worrying about money. I'm going to put all my energy into being the most creative being I can be. And I actually saw this opening like a portal open up at three o'clock in the morning and my wish went right through. And my creativity did take me out of uh, always worried about being homeless. I didn't have to worry about that. But so I became passionate about teaching people and, you know, through the show, I can share some of the methods I teach about manifestation. But recently, really what's triggering me about the whole issue around abundance is that we know that the universe is unlimited in resources and what we can give. And that scarcity is really a human concept and a human theory. 
But we also have um, generations, the baby boomers and generations before the baby boomers, who everything is about collecting for oneself. And so where I've been so passionate about teaching about abundance, creation, and manifestation, where I'm, where I'm hitting a wall right now is there's a self-absorption process in that too, which is um, adding to um, the inequality issue going on on the planet where everybody is doing their practices to get as much as they can for themselves, where in shamanic cultures, everything was around the community working together for the survival of all. And so, you know, it's sad to me to watch that there are generations who can't wait until the baby boomers leave the planet because we've used all the resources and how we've done that. And as I've said, scarcity is a human-made concept, but where do we bring in the consciousness that when we start to create and manifest to not just think about ourselves, but think about all of life in our community and others. That's interesting because when I was working on the windfall meditation, one of the things that the, the question in there will become is, and if I should get this gift, how will I turn around and use it for the betterment of all? Like, oh, you know, like, how is it, how is it that it will, will be beneficial to other people for me to have this? Like, I even think about, you know, sometimes like I, when I get in a good pout, like, well, not enough people have read Winds of Spirit and, you know, they're not coming in droves to the workshops. And, and then when I really think about like, well, the, the people who are getting it are getting it in a really big way. But then I'm they're like, well, what would I do if all of those people you know, were, were there and ready to, to receive this information, how would that turn around and be of use to the world? And then, you know, I guess that's until you kind of get to those answers for yourself, you don't really get, you know, you're not there, you're not ready, you're not, you're only like, you're only at the level that you can be at until you can step to the next platform. And often we're already trying to be up at this platform and we haven't even gotten, you know, we haven't even gotten in a doorway yet with, with this idea. So it's kind of one of those dances. Like I never, I was never homeless because something that I need very much in my life and is clean lines. I need, I need really clean lines and, you know, my art and like spaciousness around myself. And that has been such a primary need for me in my life that, no less would do. You know, I, I, the idea of living in a car would, is like so, would make me so uncomfortable that I sometimes think that one of the issues that I had with the secret is everyone was like, oh, you know, dream this and then you're going to be sitting in your Corvette. Well, not everyone needs a Corvette. Right. You know, yeah. Not everyone needs a big house overlooking, you know, the, the, the ocean. So I think that that starts with a primary need of like, what does your soul need in order to really thrive and, and be of useful um, service to this world? Because all of the other things that you could possibly collect won't bring you happiness. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess that's my point because 
I was, I was presenting at a conference. I was presenting on uh, medicine for the earthwork and uh, creation and manifestation is a big part of the work that I teach in, in my medicine for the earthwork. And it was many years ago and it was a scientific conference. And um, during one of the social hours, I spent uh, hours talking to um, a physicist who was there. And we had this unbelievable conversation about how, um, well, he was talking about how scarcity was a human-made uh, 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 concept and belief and that, you know, he went on and on with all the scientific evidence of how we can manifest anything like that. I mean, we can manifest the healing of the planet like that, which we all know to be true. We're just not focused and concentrated enough to do that. And I started talking about, from a shamanic point of view, the void and the void being um, the place right before creation. And it's, it's um, unlimited of what you could bring through. It's just all filled with unpotentiated energy. It's empty but full. And so, you know, when I do my manifestation work where I teach people how to see, hear, feel, taste, smell uh, what you want to see for the planet and all of life and to step into that dream and to live that dream as if it's happening right now, I like to do that work in the void because I find that um, when you do uh, creation and manifest manifestation work in the void, it has an exponential energy to it, which is really exciting. Hmm. I, I, I believe that too, but I also think that I, I've always viewed time as going on simultaneous at the same time so that the future we're creating is is really kind of a parallel reality to what's going on now as, as is the past. And so uh, I, I've told you, Sandra, that I'm, I've been writing and I'm trying to figure out how to weave the past, the present and the future together into, you know, a story that would make sense to other people because it's making sense to me, but I think I'm just going between all these different timelines <laughs> and enjoying it in the process. You know, it, it's, and so I, I totally agree that you, the winds are all about creation too. And I think that's what really appealed to you about the winds is that all the winds were creator gods. Mm. And, and so um, the other day I was in, in the boat and I, I was just on a cruise and I went to the naturalist talk about the eagles. Mm. And, and there was this place in there where he was actually showing this, this video of how to fly. And so, you know, for me right now uh, to create abundance is this idea of, like, how do I learn to fly? I want to learn how to fly. <laughs> and, and to take those ideas of flying as an aerodynamic into the ability to create whatever it is that one person wants in their, in their life as, as long as it's for the useful. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No sense of learning how to fly if you're not going to be trying to catch some herring down in the bay. Right. So, you know, like just to fly for the sake of flying, but that all of these principles that are out there in nature about how you create, how you manifest are right there, like right in your very, you know, eye scope, if you look. 
Absolutely. No. And, and the thing is, is nature is creating all the time. Nature is creating all the time. And so, you know, we as humans, we oftentimes get uh, caught up in what's dying and what we're losing. And we oftentimes uh, stop noticing that actually nature is always creating as things are dying, new things are being born immediately. I mean, in, in just simultaneously, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. those, those timelines, those time frames that are going on constantly. And we're all part of that cycle. So, you know, one thing that, that as human beings, we are hoarders. Mm-hmm. Like to keep everything we've created and then add to the stockpile. I'm not kind of that way. Like I go through my closet a couple times a year and if I haven't worn it, if I haven't worn it in a year, I'm not going to wear it. I'm not one of those people who saves up forever because ch- chances are sometimes I buy things that I think I'm going to wear, but I never wear. And right. then, then they're out. But so for me, a, a big part of how to create more abundance in my life is to keep refining what I no longer need. And then from that place of no longer need, creates a void from which new things can come in. And I think that I see the people that I've seen in my life who really aren't very good creators tend to generally be really good hoarders. Yeah, that's a really good point because I find for myself, I donate a lot of the money that I make. Um, I, I give things away constantly. I'm like you. Um, I'm always bringing things to either a homeless shelter or a donation store. I find that unless I keep things moving, um, things become stagnant. And uh, stag- stagnant energy is definitely going to prevent abundance. So, um, I think yeah. we should talk about for you or I, what do, what do we feel like abundance is? Because, you know, so much on the internet, and this has made me like, ah, is people there, let me teach you how to make six figures or, you right. know, I'm so successful and I can show you how. Even my, my wind mastery students, I'm there like, what do you want to learn? Well, teach me how I can, you know, how I can have more money or more, you know, more things in my life. And I'm there like, well, when I need more money, I go to work. <laughs> I don't know any other way of like, you know, creating. And, and the thing that's been the trickiest for me is that it doesn't always come back from where I'm putting it out. Right. Yeah. In fact, 99 0.5% of the time, it never comes back from where I think I'm putting it out. And, and when I'm trying to get for myself, I never do. And then when I turn it back around and like, okay, I'm doing this for the wins, then there seems to be more flow than when I'm doing it for what Renee wants right now. Right. Well, and, and that's, I guess, the point where I'm getting triggered myself is, is um, I'm teaching so much on nature right now and on the environment. And, and every time you open up the internet and Facebook, everything is about, um, is about money. And, um, and some of the most spiritual workshops being uh, taught, everything is about how to make six figures. And, 
there's just so much going on in the world right now that we need to attend to. And I, I just kind of feel like um, that's a part of the collective that's meeting the dense part of the collective that abundance is only about what can I get for myself, which I've, I've already repeated. And so, you know, for, uh, for me, abundance, where I would like to see abundance right now is um, how I experience uh, an abundance of love and self-love and kindness to myself. And, and then that love and that light and that kindness and honor and respect to others. And I think that with that abundance of falling in love with life, um, then we do get an abundance of gifts that come from that by falling in love with life instead of falling in love with material objects. And, and so that's a reframe for me, Renee, as you ask, you know, what is abundance for us? And I think, I agree with that, that reframe. And it's, you know, the, the biggest thing that I think if I could ever teach anyone is that for me, it's always a reframe. There's always a, another way of reframing something in terms of uh, my own behaviors and things like that. The other day I was, when I was on this cruise, you know, Alaska is pretty abundant in terms of ocean and forest and lots of for lots of eagles and the ice is melting the ice is really melting that was you know abundantly clear <laughs> and 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 yet you know we've talked about it before that we're in a four billion year cycle and heating up of the earth is part of this death and decaying part of the cycle of that we're into and again we're fo we like to focus on what we aren't having you know, and I chose there to focus on, wow, this is really beautiful. This is really abundant there. Like I took this hike where there was, you know, 10, 15,000 people in, in shore on these uh, big ships. And I saw five people on the entire hike. And it was like, no. yeah, I was like, okay. The thing is, is, is sometimes abundance is where the other people aren't. And right. really finding that presence and, you know, I was abundant with my time last week. I took the whole week off. I didn't check my work phone. I mean, to me, like, wow, this is abundant. And, you know, abundance for me was like, oh, I had this trip paid for in advance. And, you know, and I'm in my 60s. And it's the first time in my whole entire life a vacation was ever paid for in advance. And um, so, like, I was like, okay, you know, because I started to think, like, okay, what I'm not having. But then I'm there like, well, how many people – are never going to be on this boat or how many people, you know, are, are putting their a second mortgage on their house in order to have this trip. So it's really so relative and, and, you know, and it's, I, I just have to go back and forth with myself all the time. Like, how do I stay in the gratitude of being able to be here in this moment, feeling totally spacious and free to me, that's abundance. Right, absolutely. And, and experiencing freedom. And uh, freedom, I think a lot of people uh, keep thinking that freedom is how many resources can I get. But freedom, the abundance of freedom, is actually when you let go of abundance and where you stay present to what life brings you. 
and that's actually freedom. <laughs> Absolutely. When I give the, the wins my list of demands, they, you know, that I, it always gets turned around right on my head that says, listen, you brought in a book that hasn't been on the planet in 10,000 years. How abundant is that? You know, like, it, like really think about it like, wow, yeah, okay. And that might have been lifetimes working up to a moment. And we really don't know if like that living in the car experience is something that we need to bring in the next wind book in your next, you know, in the next 30 or 40 years, because we, as much as we like to think so, I, if you had asked me when the psychic told me at 30, your destiny is going to find you, you could sit on the curb for 20 years. I would have never believed it because right. in my mind, it was like, I want for self and I want now because it's not only what I want for the self, but I want it now. Right. <laughs> yeah. and you and I both know from this other perspective, there's way so much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's lessons in everything. I was journeying once um, and, you know, I wasn't asking a particular question. I was just out there journeying. Mm -hmm. And my spiritual teacher, Isis, said to me, um, she said, do you know what your problem is? And, <laughs> and I said, no, what's my problem now? <laughs> on me about something <laughs> and that you just don't experience life like an adventure so I said okay so I started giving her examples of some of the worst things that I can perceive happening to me in life and um, you know I grew up in New York and a lot of women who grow up in New York grow up with the fear of being a bag lady it's something that's just instilled in us as we grow up and so I said to Isis, well, what about if I become a bag lady in New York City? And she looks at me and she looks away and she looks at me again and she goes, what an amazing adventure that would be. And, you know, it really shocked me. I wasn't expecting that. And I got mad at her because it was like, sure, it's easy for you to say that. You don't have a body, you know. But, you know, when you think about it, what an amazing adventure that would be. And so a lot of us don't realize that we oftentimes call in things to our soul um, that, that our soul is excited about experiencing something different that we haven't experienced in this life or one of our lives. And, um, and there are lessons and and. There are challenges, but the challenges also bring a, a new perspective and a, a different state of evolution. So there's a lot of different ways of thinking about abundance. And, you know, we can go on in many different areas. But it, for me, it really is about understanding that we live in an abundant universe. We live in an abundant universe. And so, Renee, like you were saying, what does abundance mean to all of us? And how do we step away from just uh, abundance is what I can get for myself? Yeah. And how do we move into doing our creation and manifestation work so that we are contributing to the world and that we, we are helping bringing abundance into the healing and the kindness and the honor and respect of all of life of the planet, you know? Absolutely. 
I, I was thinking also about that naturalist talking about in the 60s, we'd almost done away with the eagle population. And just by shifting our attention to the idea that, no, we, we really, we want these eagles, we want them to be part of, you know, the future of our world. You know, now I think he said there's like 27,000 maybe or more, they'd gone from 450 to 27,000 mating population of eagles in the last 50 years or so. And so, I mean, so that if you put that into a time perspective, what's that, 60 years? Right. You know, that we, when we're, when we're thinking about giving back to the world and, you know, what is it going to take if I throw in one more plastic bottle into the trash? Well, what if you didn't for the next 60 years? What would that look like? And how, how would that be more reflective in the world that you really want to see instead of, oh, it's just too late and I'm going to throw in the towel? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the abundance, are we going to windfall exercise? We're ready to exercise, yes. So this exercise came out of, I was writing this article for a pretty mainstream magazine in, in Europe, and she wanted, you know, three exercises that you could do that were 35 words or less. And that, it was, yeah, one was 35, one was 17. I had these little snippets of how it was going to fit through the article. And, and so I started to think, well, hmm, I don't have any of those in my book. They're all long. And this windfall one came out of, out of the blue, out of the wind. And last night when I was on, on my walk, I'm up on Whidbey Island, enjoying more of nature. And then all of a sudden the, the trees told me, you know, because now Sandra, you have me visiting trees all the time. Right. And they said, you know, you're missing a part. You're missing an element of it. So today I'm going to be adding in the element that I learned from the tree last night. But what we were talking about earlier about windfalls is that windfalls are things that come from the storm wreckage. And back in the 13th, 12th century in England, you know, they had these manicured gardens and, you know, the, all of a sudden a big windstorm would come through, knock everything off from the trees, the branches, and if you happen to be a peasant, this was your opportunity. This was your opportunity to collect up the debris, which then gave you a source for fueling your, your home hearth and your fire. And maybe if you're lucky, some chestnuts fell or some oranges fell, some fruit fell. So that what the storm wreckage caused was a bountiful harvest for others. Mm. Like that? I love it. That's great. So what we're going to do here is kind of a, a meditation, and I'm going to use the wind whistle. Sandra's going to journey. Uh, she's going to rattle. Don't forget to put yourself on mute there. And uh, now I'm going to blow the wind whistle because we're, I'm going to first take you into the storm so that you can see what's being shaken, shook and shaken from the trees. And then we're, we're going to pick through the, the remnants of what's there to see what kind of gifts we can have for ourselves but only we're only 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 and i'm going to say this again we're only looking for gifts that can we can then turn around and use to better the world i invite you to make yourself really comfortable if you want to lay down if you want to stand if you want to sit 
And let's start by taking three deep wind breaths in. And if you have a wind whistle, just using your wind whistle to exhale your breath to 10 and then bringing in your breath back to, from 10, holding it for 10, and then sending it out the roots of your, your feet. All right? So let's start by taking three deep wind breaths. Now follow along with the rattle and the story or the voice that I'm going to tell, tell you about the windfall. And feel that the north wind is blowing. The north wind is blowing through, moving in toward the east, and everything in its path is being dis disturbed, taken down, uprooted. Things are falling from the trees. And as this nor'easter blows through your life, it takes everything that needs to go and takes it out to sea. yourself standing in the aftermath what's been taken and what remains start looking around on the ground and seeing what's remaining there for you is it something that's fallen from a tree something that was blown in on the wind start to look around and see what is there for you that you can now pick up and look at or stand and enjoy And then survey your whole entire body and see if you feel a little bit lighter, what might have been taken away, and another wind gust comes up and removes any places in your body that's stuck, holding on to what your ideas of what you, what you need to have right now to feel abundant. Let those go. Let that preconceived notion go.
And as you're standing there, maybe feeling a little bit naked, a little bit disheveled, in front of you, there's a tree. And imagine this tree as the sun begins to set and the light shimmering there and the leaves are shimmering. And as the leaves start to shimmer, the tree is going to give you a gift. It's going to give you an abundant gift that you can then take and use and bring forward out into the world. As the tree starts to shimmer, feel yourself being filled up with abundance. That feeling of being able to do whatever you want in the world that's of service to others. Drizzling light, drizzling energy, filling you back up with a gentle kiss from the wind. And as you fill up, scan your body again and, and feel what it feels like to feel abundant, to feel in a world that you can get gifts from a tree and the wind. And when you're ready, you can start to come back, come back into this day, feeling more full, more aware, with more to give out to others. And take another wind deep breath in and connect that abundance with the rest of the world as you go, breathe it out. That wind breath out. Feeling more abundant? <laughs> that was really lovely, yeah. I know, last night I was standing under the tree and it was like dripping abundance down over me and said, if you miss the, the shimmering leaves. Yeah, what I got uh, during this exercise, which was uh, surprising, I always love surprises, um, <laughs> was the tree gave me the abundance of colors and colors have a lot of meaning to me. And um, the tree gave me uh, the gift of being able to see more colors in the world and to bring more color into the world. And I, I love that. I know. I love it too. <laughs> well, uh, so, you know, you can go back or go visit a tree. And remember, a lot of times that, you know, it's that nor'easter wind that takes everything out from the eastern seaboard, at least of the USA. And then I remember when I went to see the, the, the monks singing in Vermont one time, and it just clears the sky. Go after, there's nothing like after a big windstorm when everything clears to feel that peace. So I hope that everyone can feel that peace here with that. Yeah, thank you, Renee. That was uh, that was really lovely, and I, I love that um, 
that we reframe the show into uh, different aspects of abundance. And I hope that all of you will start to reflect on what does abundance mean for you? And what does abundance mean when you think about uh, contributing to the planet? And what if everything is possible and we have unlimited um, possibilities to create abundance out of the void and from the creative forces of the universe, what would we do? What would we engage in so that all life might live in a good way? Absolutely. And think about how the eagles have recreated themselves in the last 50 or 60 years, that everything is possible. And please come over and share with us on the Shaman's Cave wall what abundance means for you. And, you know, did this show shift that idea of what your abundance is? And, you know, what is the takeaway for you? What are you going to give more abundantly to the world today? Yeah, and remember to go to shamanstv.com for um, our schedule. Uh, sometimes people write in an email asking us to cover a topic, and we've already covered the topic. So look at the archives of the shows, not just what's coming up, but uh, look at the archives of the shows too, because you might have missed one that has a really important uh, theme that uh, would really touch your life right now and help to improve the quality of your life. So uh, thank you everybody for being with us and thank you Renee for leading us on that, um, that beautiful uh, practice. Thank you Sandra for your rattling and uh, I love that we can do this together because it's kind of hard with the wind, you know, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> moves in and moves out and thank everyone. And, and thanks for being here with us because without you, the show wouldn't be possible and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.